welcome back. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. When was the last time that you played? I mean, really played, played full out. Let yourself be silly. Let yourself have that belly laugh to where you have tears crying out your eyes and maybe even peeing in your pants because you're just laughing and being silly and having fun and playing. Thinking back, you may say that hmm, it's, it's been a minute since I've done that. And that's what we need to talk about today. But before we do, please let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the critic tamer. And I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who've gone through some things that perhaps we don't like to brag about, talk about, share about. But we know that we want to be better because we know it's good for ourselves and it's good for our families and those around us. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo some of that crap that happened to you along the way in your life and help you heal from it in order to live the vibrant life that you are designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about the benefits of play for adults. We don't need to tell kids how to do that, right? Although, even kids need to be let loose once in a while to play. You know, I see a lot of um, people that are so regimented with their kids, you know, like they're getting them into competitive sports and getting them in you know, doing every kind of musical thing and theater and all of that stuff by the time they're two or three, barely out of a diaper. You know, I guess because they're worried about them not being busy. But I'm like, let kids be kids. Let them color. Let them create. Let them let them have their own experiences. That's how they learn to trust themselves. That's how they learn to build confidence in themselves. That's how they learn to form relationships. All of that. So I digress there. I want to talk about the adults, right? Because as adults, there doesn't seem to be as much play. You know, it seems like from the time you hit about, I don't know, mid-20s, 30 for sure on, it's just solid work. You know, we're in the zone. We might be having families and all of that. And we've kind of gotten out of the routine of, work I mean out of play and and we shouldn't I so let this be a friendly reminder as you listen to this episode to make time to play after all learning how to play can benefit your relationships your job even your mood so let's talk about the importance of adult play in our hectic modern lives many of us focus heavily on work and family commitments that we never seem to have time for pure fun. Somewhere between childhood and adulthood, we stop playing. When we carve out some leisure time, we're more likely to zone out in front of the TV, the computer, or our phones, rather than engage in fun, rejuvenating play like we did as kids. But play is not just essential for kids. It can be an important source of relaxation and stimulation for adults as well. Playing with your romantic partner, friends, co-workers, maybe even your pet 
and kids is a sure and fun way to fuel your imagination, your creativity, your problem-solving abilities, and your emotional well-being. Adult play is a time to forget about work and commitments and to be social in an unstructured, creative way. You've heard the expression, go with the flow. Everything does not have to be strategically organized and mapped out. And I know for some of you, it's going to be a little bristly to hear that because you're like, I don't know how to function any other way. I got to have all my ducks in a row all the time for me to feel comfortable. And I'm telling you, it's okay. Your ducks are still going to come back to the pond. Once in a while, you just got to let them float it out and do what they want to do. Play could be simply goofing off with friends, sharing jokes with a coworker, throwing a frisbee on the beach, dressing up for Halloween. I'm going to let you know you can dress up whenever you want to. Dressing up with your kids, yourself, whatever. Building a snowman in the wintertime in the yard. Playing fetch with the dog. Acting out charades at a party, playing. I, my family loves to play Pictionary. We got a whiteboard, markers, and I mean, we could lose ourselves in that so much fun. Maybe going on a bike ride with your spouse, but no destination in mind. You're just out enjoying the freaking day. There doesn't need to be any point to the activity beyond having fun and enjoying yourself. By giving yourself permission to play with joyful abandonment like a kid, you, you reap oodles of health benefits throughout your life. Now, I'm not saying you just go do one, one great day of fun and there you go, you're good. No, you got to do it repeatedly. This is what I know. You've heard the expression, use it or lose it. So if you ain't out having fun, eventually you become just dull and boring and maybe even grumpy and brittle. And I'm telling you, you have the ability to reverse that. You just got to get up and go do it. So let's talk about the benefits of play. While play is crucial for kids' development, it's also beneficial for people of all ages. Play can add joy to life, relieve stress, supercharge learning and connect you to others and the world around you. Play can also make work more productive and pleasurable. Nobody just wants to act like a little robot doing the same thing, right? I mean, I know I don't. I love that I get to engage with my clients and share fun stories and we, we get to take a moment to pause and just laugh our heads off. Sometimes, because sometimes life gets a little out of control. Sometimes life gets a little doggone serious. And so to be able to have those moments, to be able to create them, it's like, it's like you're winning against all the other stuff. Why would you not do that? You can play on your own or with a pet, but for greater benefits... Play should probably involve at least one other person away from the sensory overload of electronic gadgets. Get off your freaking phones and game pads or whatever. I don't, I'm not a gamer. And your headsets and all that. Put, put all that stuff down. Get outside and get some doggone sun. I don't care what they tell you about the sun. 
you need the sun. The sun is what gives you energy. It's a form of fuel. That's why light therapy is so beneficial. And I, I'm going to let you in on a little hint here. You also need energy to sleep. Believe it or not, you do. And so if you aren't out earning and burning and doing something, it's going to be harder to sleep at night when you haven't exhausted yourself. I don't mean exhaust yourself, but I mean burn some of that fuel that you have inside of you. Burn some of that excess energy into you because sitting around and just stressing and worrying and just fretting over life and bills and kids and relationships and money and all of that is, let's just be honest, that's all way too much, right? It is if you're not allowing yourselves breaks, if you're not allowing yourself time to have some play in there. So play helps relieve stress. Play is fun and it can trigger the release of endorphins, the body's natural feel-good chemicals. How awesome is that? We already come pre-installed with this stuff. Endorphins promote an overall sense of well-being and can even temporarily relieve pain. Whew. How awesome. It improves brain function. Playing chess, completing puzzles, or pursuing other fun activities that challenge the brain can prevent memory problems and improve brain function. The social interaction of playing with family and friends can also help ward off stress and depression. Play also helps stimulate the mind and boost creativity. Young kids often learn best when they're playing, a principle that applies to adults as well. Hear me on this. You'll learn a new task better when it's fun and you're in a relaxed and playful mood. Play can also stimulate your imagination, helping you adapt and solve problems. Play helps improve relationships and your connections to others. Sharing laughter and fun can foster empathy, compassion, trust, and intimacy with others. Play doesn't have to include a specific activity. It can also be a state of mind. Developing a playful nature can help you loosen up in stressful situations, break the ice with strangers, make new friends, and form new business relationships. Play also keeps you feeling young and energetic. In the words of George Bernard Shaw, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. Play can boost your energy and vitality and even improve your resistance to disease, helping you function at your best. Why would we not be playing more? That's why I'm doing this episode, because I want you to understand the benefits of getting your play in. Play and relationships. Play is one of the most effective tools for keeping relationships fresh and exciting. Playing together brings joy, vitality, and resilience to the relationship. Play can also heal resentments, disagreements, and hurts. 
through regular play, we learn to trust one another and feel safe. Trust enables us to work together, open ourselves up to intimacy, and even try new things. By making a conscious effort to incorporate more humor and play into your daily interactions, you can improve the quality of your love relationships, as well as your connections with coworkers, family, and friends. Play helps develop and improve social skills. Social skills are learned as part of the give and take of play. During childhood play, kids learn about verbal communication, body language, boundaries, cooperation, and teamwork. As adults, you continue to refine these skills through play and playful communication. Play teaches cooperation with others. Play is a powerful catalyst for positive socialization. Through play, children learn how to play nicely with others, to work together, follow mutual agreed upon rules and so, uh, socialize in groups. As adults, you can continue to use play to break down barriers and improve your relationships with others. Maybe you've gone through a strain in a relationship or there's a split in a family function. It could be an opportunity to at least find common ground with one another for the sake of the whole, the whole family, the unit. Play can heal emotional wounds. As adults, when you play together, you're engaging in exactly the same patterns of behavior that positively shape the brains of children. These same playful behaviors that predict emotional health in children can also lead to positive changes in adults. If an emotional insecure individual plays with a secure partner, for example, it can help replace negative beliefs and behaviors with positive assumptions and actions. Fixing relationship problems with humor and play. Now, I don't want you to get all twisted on me and think that, you know, you just got to be a comedian all the time because in some situations it's probably not applicable. But for the sake of this episode, it's all about play. Play and laughter perform an essential role in building strong, healthy relationships by bringing people closer together, creating a positive bond and resolving conflict and disagreements. In new relationships, play and humor can be an effective tool, not just for attracting the other person, but also for overcoming any awkwardness or embarrassment that arises during the dating or get-to-know-you process. Flirting is a prime example of how play and humor are used in adult interactions. In long-term relationships, Play can keep you connected, excitedly, fresh and vibrant, while also deepening intimacy. It can also help you overcome differences and the tiny aggravations that may build up over time. 
So let's talk about play at work. Many dot-com companies have long recognized the link between productivity and fun work environment. Some encourage play and creativity by offering an art or yoga classes, throwing regular parties, providing games such as football or ping pong, or encouraging recess-like breaks during the workday for employees to play and let off steam. These companies know that more play at work results in more productivity, higher job satisfaction, greater workplace morale, and a decrease in employees skipping work and staff overturn. I don't know about you, but I would think that that would be an employer's dream to have their employees show up regularly. If you're fortunate enough to work for such a company, embrace the culture, and it may be a new culture to you. Because I know that we're no longer retiring, maybe at 60 or 65 years old. People are working long into their 70s, 80s maybe because their spouse has passed on and it's a way to stay connected and with other people. It doesn't matter. But if you're in that genre of age group, understand that this is how the culture has moved because they've learned that because of this way of doing things, that there might be more success with retention of employees. So again, it might be a different way than you worked in the workforce, but I'm going to encourage you to just kind of maybe open up a little bit to it and see, have yourself a little fun. You've earned it already, on it. If you're fortunate enough to work for this company or a company like this, then embrace it, right? And if your company lacks the play ethic, you can still inject your own sense of play into breaks and lunch hours. Keep a camera or a sketch pad on hand and take creative breaks when you can. Joke with coworkers during coffee breaks. And I know you might have to be a little careful with your jokes because we got all the sexual harassment and all of that in the corporate world. I know you can keep it clean and I know you can keep it fun. Relieve stress at lunch. Maybe it's having a basketball court available. Maybe it's playing cards. Maybe it's having a puzzle that the whole group of folks, whenever they have a break, everybody gets to put their pieces into the puzzle. I mean, how fun would that be just to do it as a collaborative process? You're all creating something together. It can strengthen the bond you have with coworkers, as well improve your job performance. For with people with mundane jobs, doing the same thing in and out every single day with no challenge. The maintaining of a sense of play has gone out the window and then all of a sudden people just start showing up to work later, becoming a little bit more grumpy, becoming a little bit more negative. They get bored. (laughs) It's like walking into a room full of Eeyores. Who wants to do that? nobody. So it's it's time to become a little Tigger-like is what I'm trying to say here. Using play to boost productivity and innovation. Success at work doesn't depend on the amount of time you work. It depends upon the quality of your work. And the quality of your work is highly dependent 
on your well-being. Taking the time to replenish yourself through play is one of the best ways you can help your career. When the project you're working on hits a serious glitch, take some time out to play. Have a few laughs. Step away from, it's like I was taught as a kid when the puzzles would get too tough. Step away. Go take a walk. Go go get a drink of water. Go do something and then come back. And now all of a sudden you have a fresh set of eyes on the puzzle. The same goes for projects at work. Taking a pause for play does a lot more than take your mind off the problem. When you play, you engage in the creative side of your brain and silence your inner ed- editor, or as I would like to say, that inner critic that always has something to pipe up about. This is a psychological barrier that happens when we're not allowed to play. That little rascal seems to take over and thinks it's always knowing what's rational, what's right. Sometimes that little rascal needs a break. And it's up to you to give it a break. So make sure you're getting some fun in there. So let's talk about playing at work. It keeps you functional when you're under stress. It refreshes your mind and body. It encourages teamwork. It increases energy and prevents burnout. It triggers creativity and innovation and helps you see problems in a new way. I don't know about you, but doesn't that make you want to go to work now? I know some of you are like, no. I love what I do, so I'm really fortunate that all of those things, I get to do all of that with what I do. I want to give a couple tips for any managers or employers that might be listening to this episode. It's tempting to think that the best way to cope with an ever-increasing workload is to push your employees to work even longer and harder. However, I'm going to caution that without some recreational time, it's not likely that the work will suffer, but that your employees will. And then all of a sudden, there's chronic call-outs, there's overwhelm, there's burnout. Save yourself some time and disruptions in the flow of your work. Encouraging play, on the other hand, creates a more lighthearted work atmosphere that in turn encourages employees to take more creative risk. Provides opportunity for social interaction among the employees. So throw a party or play basketball or something in the parking lot. Arrange in a miniature golf tournament, a scavenger hunt or something. Encourage creative thinking or just lightening the mood of meetings by keeping tactical puzzles on the conference room table. Why not freaking limit your meetings? Stop having a meeting to talk about another meeting that's talking about the meeting after that. Enough already with the meetings. It's really hard to get a lot of shit done when all we're doing is meeting all the time. Encourage workers to take regular breaks from their desk and spend a few minutes engaged in a fun activity, such as a word game, card game, a walk around the block for crying out loud, get some sun. I cannot tell you, when I worked at the Department of Motor Vehicles long ago, the employees would sit at their 15 minute break, they'd wheel, they'd sit in their chairs that had wheels, they would wheel those chairs over to a donut table, eat donuts, And then when that 15-minute break was over, they were then wheeling their chair back to their desk working. 
and the same freaking thing happened for lunch. Although they most of them had their own lunches, they just roll over to another table. If you wonder why your body hurts, if you're wondering why you're feeling achy and you're getting old, you're not freaking getting old. You're not moving. You're not playing. So get up and play, which brings me to the next thing, which is playing with kids. Rolling on the floor with your baby or getting down on your knees to play with young kids is vitally important, both to your child's development and to your own health. Play is essential for developing social, emotional, cognitive, and skills physically in the child. In fact, far from being a waste of time or just a fun distraction, play is a time when your kid is often learning the most. Whether it's an infant playing peekaboo, a toddler playing make-believe, or an older child playing a board game, play develops social skills, stimulates a child's imagination, and makes kids better adjusted, smarter, and less stressed. As well as aiding your child's development, play can also bring you closer together and strengthen that parent-child bond that will last a lifetime. So, how do we play with your kid? While children need to play alone and with other kids, playing with their parents is also important. I want to share some tips to encourage that. Establish regular play times. It may be for 20 minutes before dinner every night or every Saturday morning, for example. Remember, this time spent playing together is benefiting both of you. Give your kid your undivided attention. Turn off the TV or your cell phone and make time to play with your kid without distractions. Having your undivided attention makes your kid feel special. Get down to your kid's level. That may mean getting down on your knees or sitting on the floor. Match your kid's intensity during play. If your kid is loud and energetic, be loud and energetic too. It's okay. You can do that. Embrace repetition. It may be boring to you, but not to your kid. Kids learn through repetition. Let your kid play the same game over and over and over and over and over. Your kid will move on when he or she is ready. I know. You will have been done a long time ago. But I want you to keep focused why you're doing this in the first place. So put your ego aside. Put your stress and worry and all that aside. You've set this chunk of time to play this same game every Saturday morning for the last two months. It's all right. It's all right. Let your kid take the lead. Become part of their game rather than trying to dictate the play. In pretend play, let your kid call the shots. Make the rules. Determine the pace of the play. Ask questions and follow along. You'll likely get drawn into imaginative new words that are fun for you too. It's exciting to see when 
it makes them feel so freaking important. I just need to let you know that. It makes them feel special and it makes them feel important that they get to almost act like the grown-up because they've been watching you for quite a while. And of course they want to please you and they want to make it special. Let that happen. Don't force play or try to prolong the game. The best way to teach a new skill is to show kids how something works. Then step back and give them a chance to try it. When your kid grows tired of the activity, it's time to move on to something new. Make play age appropriate and consider safety. If a game is too hard or too easy, it loses its sense of pleasure and fun. Help your kid find age-appropriate activities and understand any safety rules for play. Nothing ruins a fun game faster than somebody getting hurt, that's for sure. How to play more. Incorporating more fun and play into your daily life can improve the quality of your relationships as well as your mood and outlook. Even in the most difficult of times, taking time away from your troubles to play or laugh can go a long way towards making you feel better. It's true what they say. Laughter really is the best medicine. Laughter makes you feel good. Laughter makes you feel connected. Laughter makes you feel alive. Laughter makes you feel light. And the positive feeling that comes from laughter and having fun remains with you even after the giggles die down. Play and laughter help you retain a positive, optimistic outlook throughout difficult situations, disappointments, and loss. I want you to think for a second and think back. Is there a time in your life where you just laughed so hard, belly laughed? I think of even some of the dreams I've had over my life, and if I think about them, I can feel myself getting almost hysterical and laughter begin because it, I can generate that. We have the ability within us to generate any mood that it is that we want to feel. You can feel it in your body. You can feel that lightness. You can feel that levity that goes along with laughter as opposed to we know what sadness feels like. If you caught my last week's episode, then you know that I talked about grief and something that I've personally just gone through that's super heavy. And and at moments, I just break down crying. And then there's moments where I find myself connecting with another person and just laughing, laughing over something so stupid. It doesn't even matter what it is. And neither way of grieving is right or wrong. It's okay if you're laughing in the midst of sadness. It's your body's way of trying to help you along. It's your mind's way of trying to do what it needs to do to help you. So I share these things as I do every single week, a new topic, a new tips, strategies, whatever you want to call them, to help remind you of what you already know that lives with inside you, that it may just have gotten knocked off track, that it may have just taken a side detour somewhere, or it's maybe just been on the shelf a little bit and and you're needing to go back and pick that up and take off again so let's develop your playful side
It's never too late to develop that playful, humorous side. If you find yourself limiting your playfulness, it's possible that you're self-conscious and concerned about how you'll look and sound to others when attempting to be lighthearted. Fearing rejection, embarrassment, or ridicule while trying to be playful is definitely understandable. Adults often worry that being playful will get them labeled as childish. But what is wrong with that? Kids are incredibly creative, inventive, and constantly learning. Wouldn't you want to be kid-like if that is the definition? Remember that as a kid, you were naturally playful. You didn't worry about the reactions of others. You can claim your inner child by setting aside regular quality play time. The more you play, joke, laugh, you find that life's a little easier to manage. So try to clear your schedule for an afternoon or an evening, for example, and then turn off your phone, your TV, your computer, and all the other devices. Give yourself permission to do whatever you want for the time you're allotted. Skip rope for crying out loud. Skip down the street, play jacks, go get some little green army men at the dollar store. I don't care. I just want you to play. I just want you to have some fun. Be spontaneous. Set aside your inhibitions and try something fun, something you haven't done since you were a kid. And enjoy the change of pace. Look, we get stuck in these habits, in these routines, and the ways of doing things. And maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe you've just been stuck in this pattern of go, 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 go. It's got to be hard, hard, hard. Struggle, struggle, struggle. And I'm telling you, give yourself permission to switch it up a bit. Start squeezing in some fun. Interject some fun here and there and then be consistent with that. The key is not just a one and done. It's a one and more. You have to be consistent with that. Creating opportunities to play. Host a regular game night with friends or family. Arrange nights out with colleagues, bowling, playing pool, miniature golf, singing karaoke. Who cares? Go dancing. Schedule time at a park or a beach and fly a kite with some friends, kids, play with a pet. Puppies especially make very willing playmates. If you don't have one, then go borrow one. Go hang out in a local shelter. Go hang out where somebody might have a pet and just love on them. My cousin, my cousin Joe in Arizona, oh my God. He's like a dog magnet, and he gets those dogs so wound up. I mean, after he leaves the room, everybody's like, got to get their dog back down to, you know, normal level. But in the meantime, those dogs are so happy because they're like, hey, fun guy's here. We get to play with him. Maybe that says something about everybody else in the house. Quit being so stuffy. Surround yourself with playful people. They'll help loosen you up and are more likely to support your efforts to play and have fun. Joke with strangers at the checkout line in the, at the grocery store 
or wherever you might be standing, in the movie theater. It'll make the time pass quicker, and you may even spark up a new friendship. Play with kids. Goofing around with kids helps you experience the joy of play from their perspective. If you don't have young kids, arrange a play date with your grandkids, your niece, your nephew, or some other relatives, or your best friends, kids that know you. Have some fun. And as we wrap up this week's episode, I cannot express enough the importance of play and getting away. We all have things we're going through. And things will never stop popping up in our lives. We can look at it as if life is always happening to us. Or we can flip the script and say life is always happening for me. Because ultimately, my friends, you choose the life you want to live. Life doesn't get to decide that for you. If you have found this helpful or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I encourage you to, one, reach out and schedule some time with me. And I'm going to share ways of how you can do that. And two, follow this podcast so that you get a notification each week when a new episode drops in and share it. Because again, we never know what's going on behind someone else's door, including the people that live in our own house. We think we do, but I'm going to tell you, you don't always know. So be willing to share. Uh, Here's some ways that you can connect with me. I'm on all the social platforms, it seems like. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. It's D-R-K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E.com. My email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.